Ba 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 ba. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Aha, aha. Oh, dieses, die, äh, And we are back, episode 127 of the Spin Metal Cycling Podcast. I am your host, Dan Skullcrusher, and joining me today are my brother Klaus from Alps and Andes. Klaus, how are you doing? The best. And Mike from Gage and DeSoto. Mike, how are you doing? Better. Impossible. <laughs> Infinity. Uh, I have everybody know that we recorded the whole episode just now, and then we realized that we weren't even recording. So, no, I realized I, that Klaus's dog wasn't on wasn't, wasn't on it enough. <laughs> <laughs> I want to apologize for the last uh, last episode. Well, shit, I want to apologize for every episode ever, <laughs> but specifically I want to apologize for last uh, last episode because there was a lot of sound issues with it because I'm an idiot, basically. Anyway, um, so I wanted to apologize about that. I also wanted to apologize to Natalia, uh, who's not with us today, but you will hear her voice later. Um, I want to apologize to her because when we were talking about the Trobro Leon, She said that she wanted to see. She never got to see the pig that is awarded to the winner. And I said it's a hog, not a pig. And it's actually not true. It actually is indeed a pig. So I have to apologize to her because she was right and I was wrong. Wait, what's the difference what's between the a difference? hog and a pig? I don't, I don't know. I guess the size. In my head, when she said pig, I thought a hog, like a big hog. But it's a tiny no, but little it's pig. A little actually, one. It's a piglet. Then it's a piglet, I guess. I don't know. It's a tiny, like they can pick it up. So it's definitely not a hog. So, I'm it doesn't even go to the winner. It goes to the first Breton to cross the line. Oh, there you go. So I didn't even. Oh. So, so everyone was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so I just looked this up online. It says pig, hog, and boar essentially describe the same animal, but there are some distinctions. A boar is uncastrated male domestic pig, but it also means wild pig of any gender. A hog often means a domestic pig that weighs more than 120 pounds. Pigs are also called swine. So that complicates matters. And by the way, if anyone finds this interesting, don't ever go down the path of trying to find the difference between like a cougar and a mountain lion. And like, I think a puma is in there. There's like five animals that you assume are different, but are all the same. Jaguar. The jaguar. Jaguar. <laughs> <laughs> now owned by Tata Motors. <laughs> the other thing I want to say is that um, I uh, I'm missing the the first night of a Captain America Civil War to do the podcast. So I hope that everybody listening out there uh, appreciates my sacrifice. I'm gonna have to wait until tomorrow, first show, 10:40. Spoiler alert. The South loses. <laughs> wait, you're gonna go see it in the morning? I'm going to go see it at 10:40 in the morning. Mike, have you ever seen a movie in the morning? No. Any movie ever. I mean, I've seen a, a matinee, but I didn't even know they played movies before lunchtime. No, of course they do. I don't think I did either. Yeah, but like a matinee, like on a Saturday at four or something. What are you going to have at the movies? Like waffles? Like what are you going to eat? <laughs> Pancakes. What do you mean what am I going to eat? Nothing. I don't eat when I'm in the movies. I really? Don't. 
I never drink anything because I'm afraid I'm going to have to go to the bathroom, so I never drink anything. And what are you going to eat at a movie theater? Overpriced popcorn, which I'm not really that much into, so I just yeah. nothing. Wait, are you going alone? No. Okay. Mike, I, have you ever been to the movies alone? I've been to yeah, the I movie. go to the movies alone all the time. Yeah. You do? Yeah. Since oh, I moved I've to this house. Once. I was to a Woody Allen movie, which explains why I went alone. <laughs> Since I, since I moved to this house where I have a movie theater within walking distance, and that's, I mean, I mean that literally within walking distance. I've walked to the movie theater a bunch of times already to go to the movies by myself during the, during the day, usually during the morning. So, Yeah, I, I, I have to admit, I didn't know they showed movies during the morning, except, I don't know, maybe like uh, Jungle Book or Aladdin or something. Yeah, I was going like to say, the risk of going to the movies in the morning is it's going to be full of kids. Yeah, not there's not going to be a bunch of kids there for Captain America. It's so a Captain America movie. Spoiler alert, there's cartoons. <laughs> uh, well, when I used to uh, work in the movie theater, that's the thing that when, I, when an adult movie starts to do not so well, right, and the attendance starts to go down, after it being out for a couple of weeks, then it's only worth to have it, in it to have it on like after seven thirty, let's say, or after six thirty. In the same theater, then they will play a movie that wouldn't be seen by anybody past six thirty. So it's usually like an Elmo movie or you know a Disney movie or something like that. <laughs> so this happened in my theater twice with two, two obviously with different movies, many years in between. So I'm sure that this happens a lot. Um, the first time they were playing um, the movie Juice, and it was only playing oh, yeah. late at night. And in the morning, the first movie that was playing the next morning was some Disney movie. I don't remember what it was, some little kids movie. So the usher, I mean the usher, the the projector, projection guy, projection manager from the night before never switched the movies. Oh so no! The next guy came in, threaded the the. The projector convinced that it was already the kids' movie, and he hit play, and I was actually on the floor, and some mom came out running like, "I think there's a mistake." Oh, I go, "Wait, Juice was the movie with Tupac Shakur." Yeah, with Tupac. The movie's a good 15 minutes into the movie. Who knows how many f bombs had already happened, and how many people had gotten shot or whatever. But it took the lady, the only lady, like 15 minutes to leave. And then years, years, Wait, years later, it happened again. I just want to – I acknowledge something in case someone heard it. I don't know if that was heard. I meant to say boys in the hood, and I said boys to men. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to say that the movie Juice came in that era when a lot of those movies came out after boys in the hood, and I said boys to men. <laughs> and if it wasn't heard and I just gave myself up, well, well what good can for you, you man. Now, Bell Bell Sorry, Duval was my favorite movie. Bill Big <laughs> no, Bill Big DeVoe. That was a good one. Now, because we had to start recording again, I don't remember if we talked about Liege Reston Liege yet. We haven't, right? We have not talked about Liege Reston Liege. That would be the first cycling thing we've talked about. Okay, so uh, I don't know. Since I messed up this whole thing this last time, then uh, I'm going to let Klaus talk about Liege Reston Liege. It's a race in southern Belgium, <laughs> in a French-speaking region. No, specifically the 2016 Liège-Bastogne-Liège. Man, I get all mixed up. Plus, it's been a couple of weeks, but what it was snowing. It. it was cold. Carlos Betancourt wore no 
covering for his legs because of his knee herpes or his arms. And he had no, because I'm telling you, nothing can contain the man's legs, particularly his thighs. Like shorts, he's busting through them like the Hulk. Are you talking about Betancourt? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, this photo you sent looks photoshopped. <laughs> yeah, he has the legs of like a track sprinter. It's amazing. Wait, he might have had some sort of. You have you can have um, fat reassignment surgery where they move it from one part of your body to another. Holy I don't know. I think he's going to the Kardashian surgeon. <laughs> so, oh, this is the one Asturias where he wanna. Uh, a stage. So, Klaus, how, how can people find a photo of... This photo is weird. Not only are his thighs huge, but his legs are super short. I mean, he is a short man, but he looks deformed. Yeah, something's going on. Yeah. I, I know that this is the kind of thing that I would say as a joke, but I really i am not saying this as a joke. I wonder if he suffers from some sort of dwarfism. <laughs> I think he suffers from pro-cyclingism. No, I think he's – well, I don't know if you want to tweet it out or something so that people can see it. Um, but, yeah, it's at the Vuelta Studios, and then he's standing next to another guy from Movistar who admittedly is very tall and has really thin legs. Yeah, so that guy actually really, has a thigh gap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so this- it's compounded, but still, Carlos Betancourt looks – crazy his legs are very powerful i guess you can call him that yeah very powerful i don't yeah i don't know i don't mike what else happened in liege rest on liege i'm forgetting now the highlight of the race for me was when wout pals threw his gloves he took his gloves off before the finish and everyone was like those are 300 dollars rafa gloves on twitter the highlight of the race for me <laughs> he just threw $300 on the ground didn't care I wonder what the price yeah. is for winning Liege rest on Liege probably like a pair of gloves yeah at a US race like a crit you get socks when you're in Europe they upgrade you to like nice gloves yeah. but yeah he threw it down like like James Brown taking off his cape like he was like I just can't yeah. take it oh no this is about to be on yeah, I don't know. I guess the one thing I remember, it just seemed, of course, this is easy for me to say. I'm sure everyone was just at their limit, but it just seemed like no one was really kind of going for it. Like no one could go that hard. I don't know if everyone was just overly exhausted. Maybe it was just the weather and people were just like dead. Well, um, you know, they, they threw that like little last climb before the finish this year. And yeah. in the in the interview after the race, Valverde said that he didn't think that was going to be a big deal, that that, that, that was going to be a very decisive climb. So he oh. wasn't planning on attacking there or anything. He thought after the after that little climb, status quo, and we're all going to go. Apparently, Movistar just completely miscalculated that, and they ended up spending way more than they thought they were going to on it. Instead of saving themselves a little bit, they just went basically kind of all out. You know who spent more? What Powell's? He spent a pair of gloves. (laughs) Which still, I think Marco Pantani taking out his diamond earring, that is even more amazing. But this is almost on par. And they say that diamonds are forever, but they're not. 
Not if Marco Batani's wearing it. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Who goes down? Who was, who was second? Albacini. Michael Albacini. Okay, so. But more important is that Sammy Sanchez is alive, and he's I like, know, right? I know. he's doing pretty well. Too bad that now he goes back into a refrigerator somewhere because he's not doing the Giro, or so, so that he'll be like, what are they going to do, thumb out for the, for the, what do you call that? For the tour, I guess, I don't know. Or to use his body for Walt Disney's head? <laughs> I don't know. Walt Disney's head just floats there. Oh, really? Yeah, just floats there. So I guess Sammy Sanchez is taking a break. He's not doing the Giro. So I guess he'll help, uh, what's his name? Teeth Grinder, TJ Van Garderen at the tour. Which, by the way, so last year, TJ Van Garderen quit the tour and he had this kind of like really sad collapse. And we never found out what it was that happened. It wasn't quite health related. They just never addressed it, did they? It's probably personal. I don't know. But so BMC is not sending someone like Sammy Sanchez. Instead, they are sending an amazing team. And they're giving the first race number, 31, to Manuel Seni. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. Who, if you don't know who he is, don't worry. He's. I think he's a first-year professional, isn't he? Um, let me look. At I didn't recognize team. anybody on that team. Well, he was oh, nineteen. <laughs> Darwin at the Puma, Daniel Laws, Manuel Canciato, and Rick Zabel. Doesn't ring a bell. Um, Mike, he's of the Zabels. He's of the Zabel legacy of Zabel fame. Um, yeah, it looks like he. Why didn't they give Darwin at the Puma the one? That's a bunch of bunk. What's yeah, that? racist. It's like. Cinco de Mayo, but for Colombians. <laughs> if anybody cares to know, the Independence of Colombia is 20 de Julio. It's July 20th. Buy me a beer then. But not a Colombian beer. So, beer's really shit. Yeah. Wear a Colombian sombrero and buy some empanadas or something. <laughs> yeah. Wear a Colombian sombrero. But like a real yeah. Colombian sombrero. So the, uh, is that it for Liege? Yeah, clearly we don't remember it, so we have absolutely nothing to say. Which Sorry about that, everyone. It might have been a very memorable race. It um, was at the time. I was invested in it at the time, but now I'm not. Yeah, exactly. Uh, spirit of full disclosure, I'm drinking Hellas Golden Lager from Sly Fox, from Pennsylvania. Transylvania? No, Pennsylvania. Oh. That's where I live, you see. The cool thing about this... <laughs> The cool thing about this Mike wasn't even joking. Box. He really thought you said Transylvania. I did. Think I did. I was like, "What the fuck?" Okay. This is where you find out that you're a vampire. Yeah. See, the cool thing I'm showing you guys right now about this beer is that when you open the top of the can, if you will, oh, you open it and it's the whole thing comes. The whole top comes up. That seems dangerous. So you can. So actually, the the, the thing here is like really, really, really like. Super nice and not sharp at all. And then you can actually wow. drink the beer while smelling it. That's the idea. You can actually, since some of the smell comes into your nose, so you can actually drink it from a can, which is better anyway, And but you get the whole flavor. Are they a, sp- so, are they a, sp- are they a new sponsor? Yes. This episode is brought to you by Sly Fox and apparently Stamps.com. So we should explain... Which is something, which is that we have never done something before that we're doing today, which is that we are looking at each other on video, whatever, so I can see what these guys are doing. Oh, and yeah, as a yeah. result... We're looking at each other. Uh, 
I could actually show Mike, my silly cam. I I can reveal something. Mike has fancy headphones <laughs> and looks like he's in a studio because he has like a fancy talkback mic. So he looks like Dr. Dre, like behind, <laughs> you know. Yeah, Mike looks, looks exactly like Dr. Exactly, Dre. Exactly like Dr. Dre. And then my brother is drinking a beer that he just showed us. The entire top of the can comes off, so it basically looks like he's drinking out of a Campbell soup can. <laughs> yes. Drinking cold yeah, soup from a can, which is it's, the saddest thing ever. It's, it's Sly Fox uh, Brewing Company from... The Pittsburgh. only thing sadder than drinking soup cold from a can would be something I saw a homeless woman do in Colombia once, which was just eating a stick of butter. <laughs> oh. Maybe it was Cinco de Mayo. Yes, she was celebrating. It was so Maybe that's weird. what happened to Betancourt's legs. Yeah, I think he injected them with butter. <laughs> I, because we had to restart the recording of the thing. I have no idea how long we've been going for. You realize? Oh, I don't know. 40, 30 minutes? 30 minutes? Something. Something like that. Uh, so, Roman D on stage two was when Quintana attacked and just destroyed the race. Remember? Yeah. And then Ilmer Sakharin came up to him like a champ. And then he got disqualified. They were working really well. They seemed to be doing well. And then all of a sudden, he just does what he does. I want to ask you guys if you think that it was fair that Sakharin got disqualified. Mm. I, I've seen, the, I've seen the, the, the footage many a time, and I definitely have an opinion. What? I haven't seen it. What happened? Oh, really? You're gonna, I'm going to have to take your word for it. Oh. <laughs> um, Go ahead, explain what happened. Well, no, what happened is um, Sakharin was behind Quintana. They were both coming for the for the stage, and Sakharin was behind. He opened the sprint. He was obviously ahead of him and started to kind of close Quintana towards the right barrier. And at some point, he just completely leaned all his body against Quintana, pushing him against the barrier, and... Sakharin won, and Quintana did lift his hand and stuff. Um, at first, I thought, like, oh, Quintana was just, you know, whatever. It's not a big deal. Sakharin really deserved that. And then I saw it again from the helicopter, and, yeah, Sakharin totally gets in Quintana's way, absolutely 100%. Now, would Quintana have won if Sakharin wouldn't have done that? There's no way in hell. Quintana had already given up. It was, like, completely a done deal. But... The possibility exists, and that's what the ruling was, and they gave the the stage to Quintana. It wouldn't really have mattered that much. Quintana was still going to have won the race at the end, so it really wouldn't have mattered. But Quintana gets the stage. I think that he didn't exactly like it put into the barriers, like tail boss style. Hardly. No, no, he had no. room to maneuver. The only thing I could say, and of course, any sprinter that probably looked at that was like, dude, you had like 30 feet to navigate. Like, that no. was crazy. You any weren't even sprinter, going to pass. Any sprinter that saw that was probably like, uh, you guys are in the wrong gear. You guys have the wrong body. Well, yeah, Your sprinting position but, is terrible. <laughs> but I think I could only attribute to the fact that they're just cooked because they've been climbing. Yeah, I mean, and, like Zacharin looked like he was just kind of like wobbling at that point. So yeah, so he was wobbling. As a result, Quintana couldn't maybe navigate as much. I do think Quintana just got pissed and raised his arms, and that maybe helps things along. I'll, I think. I mean, I think 
he's a super duper famous, well liked, famous cyclist, and he races his arms, and they kind of had to do something about. It. I mean, I do think he got in the way, but it it was made to look worse by him raising his arms. He had a, a bit of room, but he probably wouldn't have been able to use it because he was probably a little wobbly himself. Yeah. Well, you know how the um, how the, the rule says that you have to go back and you're last of the group that you were with because the group was the two of them Zachary ended up getting second anyway and bonus seconds so at the end of the day it ended up not being so in the end I mean it cost them a a stage win certainly not the race right so yeah yeah and he looked in amazing amazing form which bodes really well for him for the Giro d'Italia which obviously Quintana's not so what's that Zachary yeah yeah That's what I mean. Um, Quintana, too. I think he's going through the thing where I hope he can back off enough and still get it together correctly and time things correctly for the tour. He's not going to be the only one doing it, of course. There's a whole bunch of dudes now that are turning their engines off. Froome, of course, also from Romandy and stuff. Yeah, but see, Froome... I mean, he won that stage in the rain, but really, like, of course, they let him win that stage. I mean, not saying he didn't earn it, it wasn't hard, but, like, the day before, he was, like, 50th, so he has nothing to turn off. Like, he didn't turn on the engine. In the first place. (laughs) Yeah, he has no engine right now. (laughs) Yeah, but, I mean, what what I meant was uh, there's a bunch of guys that are in the same program, like, in the same cycle as Quintana's. Ah, he'll be fine. Now, I have a little segment that Natalia sent about women cycling, and I thought it'd be a good time to play it now. And then we can talk about the Giro a little bit more. I think here it comes. Hola, everyone. Sorry I'm missing the live action of the podcast today, but I have a previous commitment, which means you get to have fun speculating with my whereabouts. I know how this works. Since the last episode, we had tons of racing from the women's side, and I'm going to give you some of the highlights here. So let's start butchering names of races and riders. Here I go. Wait. We had a one. <laughs> Wait, is she reading? What? I think she's reading this. Like, it sounds very, I think very. She wrote it. I think she wrote it. And also, she said, uh, like, whatever, leaving you guys to guess my whereabouts. And Klaus, what was it that you said already? I think she's either in a juggling class or trapeze. Or trapeze. <laughs> I said a Mike, what do you, what's your guess? Juggling. I know for a fact it's juggling. Oh, you know for a fact it's juggling. Oh, oh. <laughs> See? But I like that she it's like so prepared. It's like uh it's like um No, it, it reminds me of what's his face? Uh Nixon uh, re- like when he uh, retired or whatever. What do you call him? <laughs> Richard Nixon when he like quit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I'm not. A I, I am that. not a like that speech. It's that serious. <laughs> she has a teleprompter in her house. <laughs> it sounds like that. I'm impressed that she has a teleprompter. I thought she spent all her money just on juggling classes. I have a teleprompter here, and it doesn't even work that well. You do. No. <laughs> Who's feeding you the lines, though? Okay, shut up, guys. Here, here, here I'm gonna. I rewound it a little bit. This commitment, which means you get to have fun speculating with my whereabouts. There you go. We I know how that. this works. 
Since the last episode, we had tons of racing from the women's side, and I'm going to give you some of the highlights here. So let's start butchering names of races and riders. Well, she, at first, she makes me think, she doesn't fit in this place. She's prepared. And now she's like, I start butchering names and race. I'm like, all right, she fits. That's right. an insult to all of us. <laughs> exactly. Just like the rest of you bums. Here I go. Because we should say Mike is the only human being, not between the three of us. He's the only human being ever that can pronounce the name of Ajapushapurarov. What Who's the guy? Mike, what? your favorite cyclist in the world. Jamaluddin Abdu Japarov. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Not even his parents can pronounce that name. And yeah, there's people, he doesn't even know his own name. Just, <laughs> it's right here on the teleprompter. It's all spelled out phonetically. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. We had a one-day race in Belgium, Trasdor de Beshoek, which was won by Christine Majerus from Bolstolzmans. It was nice to see the champ from Luxembourg winning this one because usually she's working her butt off for her teammates. So this was really cool. The other highlight of the race were the barriers in the final stretch that took down Marianne Vos, who was clearly going for the win. The Fox which, by the way, is the code name for Vos, got up, walked to the finish line with her broken fork, and managed to end up in ninth. Those barriers were definitely not Roomba-friendly. <laughs> not Roomba-friendly, but wait. She crashed and had enough time to pick up her bike and still ended up ninth? That's ridiculous. That's, like That's like some Menchov shit. <laughs> well, <laughs> Remember? <laughs> Metro fucking crashed in the freaking whatever Giro d'Italia, like, uh, not the prologue, but the whatever. In the, yeah, the in Rome, in the rainy. Yeah, thing. he freaking crashed, got out, picked up his bike, and still won the Giro. It was unbelievable. So maybe she well, played one of these things. So there's, there's video of it. Um, in uh, the, you know, Cycling Tips has like a women's racing portion of it. Uh-huh. And there's a video of it. And the barriers are, yeah, they're bananas because they have the legs that stick out, which I thought we had Gotten as a planet, like agreed, was maybe not the best thing to do. And if but, you're going to yeah. have them, then you cover the legs with a little, like, I don't know. You cover. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, and she crashes like, I don't know. Ten. Oh my God! It's two barriers away from the finish. And by the way, good for this race because they do the thing they do in Colombia, which I love, which is that they have a checkered flag. <laughs> but Klaus, uh, do you think that uh, if Indul Sakarin was in that race, that she would have crashed into those barriers, or maybe the other side of the barriers? <laughs> I don't know. The crash looks nasty. I'm. It's. Um, Okay, it's so good that she made it. And of course, okay. it seems like the only video that's available was someone who's holding an iPhone, of course. Of course. Because. Ufa, ufa. Ufa, ufa. Oh, my God. <laughs> In the Netherlands, we had the Onloop van Borsele, where the owner of the best victory scream in the peloton won. Barbara Wariski from Canyon Ram, clothed by Rafa. The two times I have seen pictures or videos of her crossing the finish line in first, I can't help to think of Braveheart and Gladiator. Very powerful stuff. Oh, very powerful Then we had the Joe Martin stage moves. race in the United States in pictures Wait. or videos of her crossing the finish line in first. Why I can't help. 
But I think that it's funny that she says Gladiator and Braveheart, two movies that everybody in the world thinks are the best thing in the world, and I fucking hate both of them. <laughs> With Name your favorite movie in three, two, one. Favorite movie? Empire Strikes Back, Star Wars. Mike? Uh, I don't have a favorite movie. Oh, I'm too cool to have a favorite movie. Dude, everyone knows the right answer. Dunstan checks in. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I thought you meant outside of Dunstan checks in, what movie is your favorite? I mean, it's about a kid. He has a, a chimp. You can't miss. You know what I call it? What? Dunstan checks in. Jason Alexander's agent checks out. <laughs> hey <Hi-oh. laughs> They had the premiere at a blockbuster. hey Blockbuster doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Okay, we're going to continue. Sorry, anyone under 35. Sorry, anybody under 42. (laughs) Then we had the Joe Martin stage race in the United States, which was won by Corinne Rivera after teammate Linda Vinlusen from the United Healthcare team led pretty much the whole race. We Colombians were very happy because the best young rider jersey went to Yesenia Meneses from the Weber Shimano Ladies Power Team. I follow her on Instagram, and I saw some of the photos. That's all I wanted to say. Guess where she's from. The Great Charlova stage race in the Czech Republic was won by Oblena Pavlukina from BTC City, which was a surprise because everyone had Alena Amelia Tsiuk from Canyon Sram as a favorite. In fact, Canyon Sram did the one-two last year, and this time they just had to settle for third. Then in the LCJ Cups Festival in Luxembourg, Cassia Niwadoma from Bravo Live won with a classy win because she did a double in the last stage. She won the stage and she won the race. She was the one taking selfies with Anna van der Breggen and Valverde at the podium presentations at Fletch Ballon. Which was awesome, by the way. That's amazing. A lot of people were like, oh, you're taking selfies with the, the guys, like you're, you're putting uh, women cycling down somehow. I'm like... No, dude, think about how many dudes would want to take, take selfies with Valverde. They just don't have the balls to do it because men are ridiculous. And we're like, oh, I'm not going to go and ask that dude, man. He's like, I'm a man, man. Don't have... Dude, they were like, I don't give a shit. I'm here. Alejandro Valverde is here. He's a legend, whether you like him or not, whether he's a dude or a girl or whatever. And so they were like, let's take a f- selfie with somebody famous. Who gives a shit? I fucking loved it. Wait, sorry to backtrack, but I'm reading quotes from Marianne Voss, and she says that the crash was her fault because she leaned too far forward, and basically her rear wheel lost contact. Like, basically, she just tipped forward. (laughs) Ilnur Zakarin had nothing to do with it. No, but I'm just thinking, I think if she's going to go for that style of sprint, she should look up Caleb Ewan, which I sent you guys the video. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Actually, the— It's crazy. I read somewhere somebody saying something like Caleb Ewan maybe like this Giro d'Italia maybe he's coming out party quote unquote and they were like let's um, let's only only if he can find uh, some a, a more aerodynamic way to sprint or something like that it's ridiculous. I mean, I, I don't know. I think he could uh, he could kiss his front tire sometimes. It's kind of amazing. The, the way that he arches his back makes it look like he's about to uh, receive a gift from somebody in the back. Oh, guys, by the way. <laughs> Which I, actually, by the way, that's what you say more than Ufa Ufa or anything. That remi- you say that by the remi- way more than anything else. But go ahead, by the way. By the way, I, I won't give you details, but there's a professional cyclist who I just, I'm doing an interview with. 
it's by email, so I don't have the reply yet, but I finally asked a professional cyclist if they ever pretend that they fart and that it propels them forward faster on the bike while they're riding. Of course they do. They're humans. I do it. I, I yeah, do you do it. We know Mike does it because I've ridden a bike behind Mike. I know that. <laughs> and Mike also lives near the Burritoville on 2nd Avenue, which actually probably closed like eight years ago. Yeah, let's go. Let's Sorry go. for everybody. Yeah, Burritoville went out of business like in 2004. But Times Square is still the seedy part of town with the porno theaters, right? Mike? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's the, that's the New York City that Klaus lives in. There's Burritoville. Ah, my references are. All the porn those. theaters are like around 42nd Street. Yeah, and endless burrito. Bills. And it's really cheap to live in Williamsburg. Yeah, right? And Mike, nobody, Brooklyn is cheap, right? Yeah, it hasn't been gentrified yet at yeah, all. And nobody oh. has moved north of 200th Street in, in Manhattan. Nobody. Okay. Thank God. Every, everything is as it should be. Exactly. Absolutely. And Astoria, Queens is still really shitty, too. Okay, hold on. So let's, let's keep going. We're about halfway with, uh, with Natalia's thing, which actually is proving to be a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. I mean, not, not because of Natalia. I mean, just because, was, just because it was a recording. Come on. And then came the women's race at the Tour of Yorkshire. We were promised Eurosport and ITV4. But then the stupid plane malfunctioned and the coverage went to hell. Okay. If I care little about the Tour of Yorkshire, I care even less about the Tour of Yorkshire with women. I'm just going to go on the record as saying that. No, but the Tour of Yorkshire, if you, I think it's based around the fact that it was well-received and the route when the Tour de France was there was really good. So it's great terrain for racing. I guess, and, I, and I'm glad. I mean, people come out, obviously, to see it. Like, I've seen the crowd, and it's just bananas, even this year. So good for them, but... And whatever. I don't I, Meanwhile, how how jealous uh, are we that live in the United States that they get races like that? Uh, well, I never thought about it that way. Yeah. Oh, because the tour of California is like one thing, but it's it's trying to be like a grand tour, which it isn't. Yeah. Which Seriously, and I think Yorkshire just kind of went for kind of a classics thing, shorter but exciting stages, and there's a terrain here, so. I, I see your point, and I get that, but also I'm like, eh, that would be great to have. No, no, I see your point, actually. I concede. It's, it makes perfect sense, and I never thought about the fact that they actually have a race that would excite me very much if they had it here, and the Tour of California fucking sucks, and it's absolute garbage. Mm. Well, because I think it's trying to be something that, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to be. Colorado, well, Colorado, there is no more, right? No. Is this the last? I don't even know. Mike is shaking his head no. We should know this, people, but we don't because no, we're totally... we shouldn't cool. know this because we're the most what, Mike? Unprofessional. In- uninformed. There you go. Unprepared. Uh, definitely unprepared. Is it kind of like how um, Cindy Margolis is the most downloaded woman on the internet? Yeah, Klaus, again. That's a reference uh, to like 2008. <laughs> I think that's seriously like 1999 when you get like if someone's looking at pictures of someone they're not downloading them like what does that even mean but Cindy Margolis most downloaded woman on the internet no, look at most up. like I actually just saw a video uh, earlier today uh, of the most uh, downloaded the most viewed uh, porn stars in in last year in 2015. Uh, and I don't remember the, num- the name of the girl, but uh, uh, 
<laughs> Mike is so smart for staying quiet. I actually talk through these par- parts. <laughs> I mean, and I never realized that when Mark, Mike is quiet, now that I'm seeing him on video, he's like cracking up. I can tell you this. Or I'm, or I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, the visual right now, everyone, is that he removed his headphones and slid slowly into the dark. He just now put them back on, so he missed everything I said. But he just disappears into the darkness like Homer Simpson into a bush. Just Well, whatever. So what happened? Yeah. Porn. It's actually better that, that Mike doesn't uh, talk too much because it, it, it makes it easier for me to, like, edit stuff like this out there's a lot that's of what I do going it. on and stuff yeah. plus my teleprompter is blank <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay uh here we go we're gonna continue with natalia went to hell i hope they have peter kinnock in the suspect list for that by the way again why does she couldn't see him? a thing but the racing was very exciting wait why what klaus why does she hate him and want him to be arrested? I don't know. I, I, don't we? You didn't see what he tweeted? He tweeted he got into a Twitter war with some female cyclists. Oh, why don't you tell us about this, Mike? Fill us in, please. Some I can't remember who it was, but a, a, a female cyclist was like, "Well, this is BS. Why can't you get this together?" And he basically said, "Stop whining." He was like, "Nobody wants to watch this. Grow up." And everyone was like, what? And then he immediately deleted, but it was too late. You can't delete anything on Twitter. You can't oh, delete anything nowadays anywhere. Yeah. Believe so he got himself into a lot of trouble. So you, you, listen. it's funny that sometimes it's obvious that when people tweet something so bad, people know to take screenshots. Yeah, they're like, yeah, they're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna save this because it's not gonna be around much longer. Yeah, like this is going away very soon. Oh, really, Mamma Mia! I didn't know that. Yes. Okay. Next. We couldn't see a thing, but the racing was very exciting. Lizzie Armistead was in a breakaway from a peloton that had Kirsten Wild, which is pretty much unbeatable in the punch sprints. So Wild's team and Wiggle High Five, who missed the break, did a joint team time trial to reel the break back in. Which they did with three kilometers to go. Things came down to a sprint and Bill won it. Lucy Gardner from Wiggle High Five was second, so their efforts paid off too. This one day race currently has the biggest prize purse ever seen in a women's race. Oh. Suck it, Kinog. <laughs> the races wow. now are the Tour of the G, the Tour of the Gila, excuse me, where Mara Aot is leading after two stages. I think she's the equivalent to Nairo Quintana in the women's peloton. And the other race is the Tour of Chong. She's the equivalent to Nairo Quintana in the women's peloton. That lady must not be a looker. Oh, sorry. Mike. During the weekend, which is pretty much a feast of sprinters and this one is part of the women's world tour schedule and since i know you will like to know my favorite moments from men's racing here they go okay they start with the last six kilometers of liege past on liege i told you pools was going to win it and what the heck was from doing there again yeah nothing then i have stage three of the Tour of Turkey, where Caja Rural demonstrated what a team should do when it has six out of 15 guys in the breakaway with 10 kilometers to go. Next comes the Shake Your Booty Lesson by Iams Sondre Holst in a podium at the Tour of Croatia, and then Romandy with some surprises. I didn't know that Marcel Kittel could climb and that Quintana can time trial now. 
and he actually looks good on the bike while he's at it. Yep. My last fave for this race goes to the kamikaze attack of Tom Bolly from BNC in the last stage. Amazing. Totally a Mimi moment. Mimi. Since last time we did the picks, I went last. I get first dips this time for the Euro. So my heart says Ran and my brain says Nivali. And that's it for me. Enjoy the rest of the podcast. And I'm out of here. Peace. <laughs> so to just give her the entire podcast. Isn't I was about to say, oh, my God. Natalia, have you ever listened to this? Which stage of the Tour of Turkey was her favorite? <laughs> Jesus Christ. She's showing off. She's like the kid in class that goes, you, um, you didn't give us homework. <laughs> She's just showing off now. <laughs> I think she should do the podcast in, a, in that tone with a lot of information and facts and things that are correct. Mm-hmm. And we can just talk about movies and porn stars porn in the star. middle of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. She We've can do just like, got a new format. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we do it on just video. Just a little palate cleanser. Or, or we can do a video of the three of us uh, interpret dancing what she's saying. Wow. Well, no, it's super adorable. Thank you very much, uh, Natalia. Is it sexist that I said adorable? Probably. I would never say, say that about a dude. If Mike does something, is it adorable? Yeah, Mike is an adorable character. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, it truly is. Anything. Anyway, whichever way. Thank you very much, Natalia. It was awesome. I really liked it. It was very adorable. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And speaking of Natalia... In the Giro d'Italia Fantasy League, did you see that there's somebody whose uh, team name is um, Stalking Natalia? Whoa, what was that? Oh, it's Emma. Hi, Emma. Hi. Hi. I'll mute. Okay. The, the team is called Stalking Natalia, presented by WorseThanClouds.com. <laughs> You see who that was, Mike? Our good friend Andy. Our good friend Andy. So he wants to stop stalking uh, Natalia. As he should. Clothed by. Clothed by. So let's move over to the Giro then. And um, do you want to talk about the Giro a little bit first? Or do you want to do the predictions first and then talk about the thingy? And then talk about some of the stuff. I think we should talk about the Giro. Okay. The way that I'm looking at it right now is there is like three levels or, or rather – well, it's probably three. But I'm gonna, I want to talk about two levels of favorites, right? So the first one is like Nibali, Mikel Landa, and Alejandro Valverde. You guys are more than welcome to disagree with me. And then on the second level are like – Uran, Rafael Maika, uh, and, you know, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, that's probably about it in the second. Oh, no, maybe Zacharin. And then in yeah, the third, I was second. yeah, Pozzo Vivo, Chavez, and Dumoulin are, like, in the third level down, like, third favorites or whatever. Where's Betancourt? Know. Nah, Betancourt's not going to win this race because there, he's hey. never going to be able to take over the race. Is he going to top ten? I don't see anybody in, if Valverde is feeling well, which he obviously is. If they take this this the race by the horns, like 
Movistar tends to do, there's no way that anybody else is going to be able to finish top 10. I mean, they're going to basically go, he's going to go through his, uh, I don't know, what do you call Gregarios in English? Through his helpers, his workers. Helpers, his assistants, his, his worker assistants. bees. His worker bees. And I think that is Betacor going to win a stage at the Giro? I know he thinks he won a stage at the Giro. <laughs> and Harlequin Fontana was there to laugh at him because he thought he won a stage at the Giro. <laughs> But that would be a more realistic thing for him to win a stage. I mean, he Even does then, seem though. to be kind of back on track. So no, no, no. I don't think it's gonna be because of lack of form. I just don't oh no, no, win no. A, uh, I can't. In my head, I can't think of a a stage developing in a way that he can that he can that they can allow him to win the stage. He could be in a breakaway potentially, and then go from the breakaway. And at some, but that, the chances of that happening, I just. I don't see it happening. I really don't see it happening. I think Valverde has a bad stage, and then they let him the day after. Or, I mean, the two uh, stages he won just recently were kind of from weird situations, from breaks and weird things like that. So yeah. if there's a stage that suits him and they'll let him, maybe he could. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's not going to be easy. I don't see it being very easy, but um, but maybe. I mean, I, I, I hope he does well and. Like you said, though, if, if Valverde drops the ball somehow or the ball is dropped on him somehow and he's out of the out of the running, then I can see him obviously, you know, going for it. But uh, uh, I don't know. I don't see him. I don't see him doing it. Nibali, if we're talking about favorites and stuff, uh, I, I think that Nibali hasn't shown very good form this year so far. Um, I guess he won in Oman and that's about it. And he did his once a year attack at Milan San Remo. Milan San Remo, yes, he. That's about Which it. Which by law he has to. He has yes. to. <laughs> but I, I've learned not to trust, or not to think that Nibali is not going to do well in a race because he hasn't done anything good recently. Because this guy seems to just like develop form out of nowhere. So he's from Yeah, and I, that's not an accusation at all. By the way, I have no idea, nor do I have any intent to. But. Um, so I, I can see definitely Nibali as the as the main favorite. Uh, Mikel Landa as a second for me. He is an amazing rider. He's a very smart rider. He has an incredible amount of uh, perseverance, which can frustrate somebody like Nibali or Valverde. They can who think they can probably shake him in climbs and then Mikel Landa just continues to come back and come back. He's like super stubborn rider, which I like very much. Um, so I'm going to say that Mikel Landa will probably be my, my second and then third will be Valverde. Um, and then the last thing that I want to say about the Giro is this Colombian kid in the new Villier Trestina team, what used to be Southwest Villier or whatever. The dude's name is Daniel, just like me. His middle name is Felipe, just like mine. And his last name is Martinez, that is not like mine at all. But this kid is 20 years old. And he is not like, oh, 20 years and 355. No, he's like, he just turned 20. And he's going to be in the Giro d'Italia. So I'm wishing him the best of luck. Daniel Felipe Martinez. That's all I had. As Wish as him as luck as in that kit. 
I wish him luck in the kit that's like <laughs> red with gray with neon high vis yellow green. I can't hear you, Klaus. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was just saying, I don't think that does the kit have gray still, or is it just kind of high vis and red now? I saw it quickly. It looked like it, it, it still had gray. I thought it was gray, high vis, and red. Mike, you're the specialist. I you think it's us. black, mostly black oh, now, but they were dark gray. But it's not the light gray that it used to be. Okay. That, that makes it just as bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It doesn't. It's just, it's just a thing like when you look at it, you're like, none of these colors go Gold. together yeah. ever in yeah. nature or otherwise. That's what happens when like Italian teams are like, sure, yeah, you can sponsor us. We promise you a band this big of whatever color you want. So then the sponsors end up actually dictating the colors and it's just bad. So interesting thing about the Giro this year is that um, – So, Rusbello, Gazprom Rusbello, yeah. is in, and Androni Giocattoli, or whatever they're called now, is out. Um, yeah, well, they were banned, weren't they? Oh, is that why? Man, this must be the first time they haven't done that race in a super long time. Probably in the whole history of the team. Yeah, because yeah, right I was there. I just now realized that because there's that they have a that new Colombian kid who's a mountain bike uh, guy, and this you is mean, like his first year racing you mean on Daniel the road. Felipe? No, no, no. The Androni dude. I, what, oh, the Androni I, kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I forgot about it. I yeah, his VO2 max is like Le Monde, or actually, I think it's the same as um, uh, Miguel Indurain. Ah. Yeah, so that's why I was like, oh, yeah, wait, no, he's just not racing because that team is not going. So, yeah, the this Russian, which, is that just what Rusvelo used to be? Yeah. Which is kind of almost a feeder to Katusha. Yeah, and Kolobnev's on it. Yeah, exactly. So it's not really a feeder to Katusha, oh. but also like a catch-all <laughs> to Katusha when you're on your way. Oh, yeah. it's like the second division. You know, listen, guys. You know it's a Russian team when... When everybody's Russian. The first names, I'll just give you some. Alexander, 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 Alexei, Andre, <laughs> Ivan. Artur, and Artem. And Ivan. And Ivan. And Ivan. That's pretty The that's only... Pretty uh, okay, there's an Artur. But really there are... One, two Alexanders, and an Alexei, and an Andre. Well, let's count how many Juans there is in the Colombian team. <laughs> yeah, that's actually, true. That's actually, But, um, nowadays, that's not the case. Nowadays, they're all called crazy things like Darwin. Yeah. Yeah, George which George I asked Washington. him where his dad and mom and dad got that name from, and he goes, I don't know. I'm like, really? <laughs> you never asked? Yeah, I'm like, you don't find that interesting? No. What do you guys think about uh, Rigoberto? <sighs> he just doesn't seem... He hasn't convinced me this season at all. Um, he didn't look super strong in Romandy. I mean, he had in that one stage, but I, I don't know. I mean, if he rides into form, maybe he could podium. I mean, my heart, I would love for him to win. He's still... Him. He's still... Everything he says 
is very strong. Yes, I am all in. I'm definitely this is my best, the best chance that I have to win. I'm in the best form that I've ever been. I don't know if that's all talk or not. I maybe he is in really good form and he just didn't feel like showing it in Romandy. Who knows? Maybe he was just kind of like whatever. Let's just take this easy as training and. I don't know. It, that's the kind of thing that I always say, like, well, if I was a professional, I would always have, like, the best shape, but never win a race until the race that I want to win. <laughs> that doesn't, but that, there's no such thing as poker, really, because that's like, what it's that old Mike Tyson quote, like, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. <laughs> you know? Like, and then I would do this, and then I would do this, and then you get punched in the mouth, and you're like, uh, I don't, yeah, I forget what the plan was <laughs> because that's the thing. I mean, you can come up and like, ooh, hide and not let anyone know. And when you're in a huge mountain stage and someone attacks, you either have it or you don't. You know what I mean? So no team time trial, three individual team time, three individual time trials, and one of them massively uphill. I still think so that. that- Three three time trials is gonna give Tom Dumoulin a humongous. I'm not gonna say an advantage, but it gives him. Yeah. Basically, that puts his foot in, and it, it, it raises him to the the level of an outside favorite. The... None of the other guys, with the exception of Nibali, can time trial as well as this guy can. I know, but I was gonna say it also suits Rigor Turan. Mm-hmm. Would you put Rigor to Tom Dumoulin? Pretty good time trialist. I mean, he's now won time trials and grand tours. Hmm. Well, one, <laughs> one, and it was a Dura California. I, but I like how I made it plural. <laughs> no, so so that kind of suits him too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Actually, you know what? It's funny. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, actually, that's not that's not bad for Iran either. Hmm. No, and I think, uh, you know, that's like a pleasant change. I mean, the world is upside down because Rigor Turan is a good time trialist. Nairo Quintana is improving, and Gaviria is a Colombian sprinter. So Yeah, I know. That's weird. Yeah, well, we had Santiago Botero, who was a world champion in time trial. And a polka dot jersey at the Tour. Amazing. I wonder how that happened. Amazing. But also, I I hope Esteban Chavez has had trouble with, you know, three-week races. But, man, if he can do something great, he's earned it and he's had a, a really good uh, season last year. So I hope he manages something great. You know, um, I wish I knew somebody that knew more about the ins and outs of the teams and stuff. It just seems to me like Orca is not the kind of team that will take somebody like that and then kind of form him into what he needs to be. It seems like that's something that Team Sky would do or Lotus Udal or... I kind of disagree with you. I think that they... Maybe you don't think of them that way because they haven't had, like, big-time GC, like, climber types, but I think that's what they got him for. And, you know, when I interviewed him when he first joined the team, they were like, this may take a year, it may take two for you to even come back after the crash. We'll figure it out. So I think now that he showed all that form last year, they're really behind him this year. I mean, I don't know. I, that's just my impression. You're saying that you wish you knew someone that knew. I yeah. certainly don't. But that's just my take on it. And I think gonna... they have a budget and uh, they're a, a good, solid team that could that could help him. You're saying that you don't know anybody, but uh, you're just gonna pretend you are, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> I know Mike. Mike, do you know? Can Orica grow Esteban Chavez? No. 
<laughs> he's gotten really good at speaking English. I'll say that. Yeah, dude's I, amazing. No, you're right. If he actually can can start to ride as well as he speaks English, then we'll be. Does he have an Australian accent? <laughs> no, it's kind of very middle of the road Colombian. It's just like he can speak English. When I I interviewed him when he joined Arc, and he's like, "Yeah, it's going to be tough. I'm going to have to learn English." And I'm like, and I watch a video. I'm like, "Dude speaks English." I haven't heard Rigoberto Duran speak English. I wonder if he can. He speaks great Italian, from what I can tell, as far as I can tell. I can tell you this, or I can ask you guys this. How many, how many Colombians in the Giro this year? Which is obviously Two. down, way down from last year. but Like four three. or five? Six. Six. Darwin, Atapuma, yes, Betancourt. Two. Roberto. Tres. Southwest. Four. Pantano or something? Martini. Pantano's five. And who else? Did you say Betancourt? Yeah. Then the last one you said at the Puma, right? Yeah. You said, uh, what's his face? Southwest. You said Daniel Felipe Martinez. Yeah, Southwest Airlines. And You're now free to roam around about the cabin or you whatever. You didn't say Chavez. Oh, Chavez, of course, yeah. who we were just talking yeah. about. Oh, no, 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 you uh, did say Chavez. Is uh, Enao, Sebastian. Oh, Sebastian, yeah. the lesser Enao. How many Americans, Mike? You're an American. You should know this. How many? How Ameri- many Americans, Mike? Come on. Two. Who? Don't say Lawson Craddock. I'm just Not guessing. Lawson Craddock is my pick to win. Uh, Joey Roscoff and mm-hmm. uh, BMC. Uh, Joe Dombrowski, Joe Nate Dom- Brown. Joe Dombrowski. <clears throat> and Nate Brown. That's it? And Nate Brown. Larry Warbas. Oh, yeah, he's awesome. Larry David? Larry David. <laughs> Larry David and. Uh, Larry Warbas on I Am. And then, is that it? Cos- and Cos- Cosmo Kramer. By the way, of the. Ian Boswell, I- sorry. Since I Am Cycling has existed, what is their highlight? Think about it quickly, and if you Wait, can tell me who what was else. what? Since what? I, since I Am Cycling has existed, what has their highlight been? When their jersey got banned by the UCI because it had the name of the rider too big. That's what I was going to say. Is that it? Yeah, that is it. Klaus, <laughs> is that it? Is that their highlight? Shouldn't a highlight happen like in a race? <laughs> Maybe they've won big things. I don't know. Have you listened to this podcast, Klaus? <laughs> uh, I mean, they've won some stuff, but man, for being a team that went straight like world tour, like from the word go, you know, you know, it's bad when they're like, you know who we're bringing in guys. Take us seriously. Sylvia and Chavanel. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievably talented, superb cyclist, but really a little bit not of a exactly joke. the base of a pyramid to build on. Chad Haga, another American. Else? I just found another American. They're popping up all over. They're popping up like bed bugs. Who is it? Chad Haga. Oh, Chad. Wait, Chad. who does Chad ride for? I don't even know who he is. Uh, Giant Alpson. Holy moly, I'm way behind the times. Probably Haga. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but. Okay, Klaus. Yes. I am going to tell you that since I am cycling started. The following national championships have been won by the riders. Those don't count because it wasn't the team working. It was like with some other people and stuff. But oh, all right, okay, go fine. on. Fine. They won the Tour of the Mediterranean. The Swiss one. They won okay. the Tour of the Mediterranean in 
uh, with uh, Thomas Lovequist. They won the overall a tour of the Lumosan with Martin Elminger. Uh, that doesn't count. Uh, Stop the presses, everyone. Stages here and there. Uh, more stages. Actually, quite a few stages, but... Um, oof. Whoa. For the amount of money that that company is spending... This has to be like the I don't know how much uh, Matthias Brendel Matthias Brendel won stage six of the Tour of Oman in 2015. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't want that that stink on them and pull a rabble bank and be like, oh no, you can have the money. We just seriously, we just don't want to even be associated with you. Uh, Take the money, keep the bus, everything, but just white jerseys, please. Like this is. <laughs> We can't have this that. follow this around like a fart. They've had they've had plenty of plenty of wins, no doubt. I mean, a lot of them, but they're all in like Trofeo Palma de Palma, Playa de Palma, the Tour of the Walloni, the Tour of Austria, the Bayern Rundfahrt. I mean, some of those are okay races. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, for the sure, Carrier International, no doubt. But their leader at the Giro is Heinrich Hausler. Wow. Yeah, well, I mean, Matthias Brendel is a good rider, no doubt, but uh, Steph Clement, okay, Jerome Coppel, okay, Martin Helminger, uh, you know, he's getting there, he's like 40 years old, but uh, okay, Matthias Frank is okay, Henrik Hausler, uh, whatever, Lee Howard, okay, uh, Pantano. What if Southwest does better than them? Peluki. <laughs> And I love Pantano, and he's super good. But, I mean, Chavanel is super good. But Yeah, Saramontes is good. Marcel Luis is good. Oliver Tsaug is good. But, yeah, I mean, and, and obviously I skipped 15 other random dudes, and I'm just like, yeah. Vicente Reynes. All right. He's 34 years old. Uh, I don't know. Wow. Somebody who was born in 1981 is 34. Wow, yes. I just felt very, very, very old. But at the same time, that's when my wife was born. So, <laughs> so I feel like a perv. <laughs> All right. I love seeing Mike just like shake his head no. All right, guys, let's get serious here. Let's talk about what's really important. Disc breaks. And that is a disc Red Hook Crit. <laughs> the crash at the Red Hook Crit. Was there a crash at the Red Hook Crit? Are you serious? Oh it was on the national news. Oh, really? I remember I went I went to this. Do you have the internet? Do you have the internet? Yeah, but I, all I do is watch things about comic books. How did you avoid, how did you le legitimately avoid the crash at the Red Hook Crit? I don't know. I, I and you know, there goes my whole idea that I think they should put disc brakes on track bikes. <laughs> But then someone told me, no, they don't have brakes. That's part of the whole thing. And I just felt <laughs> Why did they just put the disc but not the brake? Because they don't need brakes. They just put the disc right there. How they're like spinning. Oh, but that if it spins be, like that, that though, with no friction, there's no heat. So then there's no danger. So they right. might as well do it. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Hashtag put, put disc brakes on track bikes. Put disc brakes on the Red Hook Crit. Dot com. All right, let's... Uh, or put engines on motorcycles at work. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, predictions for the Giro. Wait, who did Natalia say heart and head? 
Nibali? Uran, yeah. Oh, Uran. Uran, yeah. I, I say the same. Mike? Three weeks from now, we'll forget what we said anyway. I I'm going. Right I, this, is my, this is my signature move now, Klaus. Lawson Craddock. No. <laughs> <laughs> if he were in it, he would be my pick. Nibali yeah. for both. Um, yeah, that is your move. Okay, so that's Mike saying, oh, you know, I have my feelings so in check that both my heart and my mind think the same. You guys are Colombian and impulsive, <laughs> not me. Which, which, which one did you Boston. say, though? You said who? Who for both? I don't even remember. Nibali? Nibali. Nibali. Because my you guys know I genuinely like Nibali, and you know he's gonna win. So you really, wait, you really do? I thought you were joking. You actually like him? Yes, dude. El, El Tiburón. He's the he's he has the best nickname of any writer ever. Oh my god! I thought you were joking. <laughs> <laughs> That's like if my brother was like, "You guys know I love Sagan, right?" And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> actually, it's funny that you bring up Sagan because Sagan is my pick for heart and head. No. Oh God. no. Wait, no. Now, he, let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this. If I say either, let's say that I want to say Uran, right? For both, let's say. And I yeah. don't have Uran in my fantasy team. Am I bullshitting? No, that's okay. So, like, the thought that goes into who's really going to win this is different than who's going to do better for me on my fantasy team. Right, and if you want to join the fantasy league uh, that Mike set up, go to gagedesoto dot com and uh, follow the links and instructions and stuff. Um, okay, I thought about this quite a bit today, and um, I am gonna say that my heart would love for Filippo Pozzato to win. <laughs> Anything. I'm kidding. Obviously, I'm having problems. I'm having heart problems. <laughs> His paternity suit. <laughs> or rather lose. Maybe that would be better. Uh, no, of course. I think that my heart would be Uran, and I would love for him to, to win. My head, just so that everybody's saying Nibali, I stand nothing. I, 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 I stand to gain nothing if I go with Nibali. So I'm going to go with Valverde for my head. Nice. So You're probably going to. You actually might be right. Well, we'll see. Really, a grand tour, Valverde. He's got a he's got a, te- he's got a team. He's got a decent team, and this race is hard. And he's, and he's finally and he's- matured. Wait, Mike just said he has a team, and this race is hard. Yes. How do you like that analysis? He owns a bicycle. <laughs> he has a strong team, is what I meant to say. And, uh, okay. Yeah. A strong team with uh, they all have their own bicycles. They don't have to share. Yeah. I think I think it's in the bag. Here's the thing, Mike. Nibali, on a scale from one to ten, he's at a eight. Valverde is at a ten on a really long climb. Do you really think Valverde no. can take Nibali? But Movistar mm. can. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I just. I think he's a wild. I think he's more of a wild card than we're giving him credit for. I think Dan might be right. I. I. Wait. I think. I mean, he, the team that he's bringing is, is is very strong. For I mean, do you know how Andre Amador is? Andre Amador is is is, is like Kirienka Junior. That, that kind of that dude can just get up there and then just plow people on climbs. By the way, remember when Wisconti was really good and used to win things? 
Visconti is actually a decent writer still to this day, and he will come back. Believe me. So I think that's something we that's something we need to consider. Nibali, Valverde, Landa, their oh. team, their teams. Like those three guys are the guys that we've sort of said are level one or whatever you said. And I'm surprised that nobody said Mikel Landa actually for the for the favorite. But you know, now that Klaus is talking about like a long, long climb, Valverde. Like a the kind of climb that would break Valverde or Joaquin Rodriguez is the kind of climb that Mikel Landa would actually go for. So I'm going to change it to <laughs> Landa. And I'm actually about to go and change my my fantasy team too. Um, so wait, I'm, I'm thinking here, because we're forgetting someone, past winners of the Giro, if I, I don't know every, everyone that's riding for every team... But there are three past winners. Uh, Ivan Basso's writing? No, Nibali. Nibali. Uh, a certain Canadian that won the tour, writer Hegedal. Who already said this may be his last uh, grand tour. Kunigo. That's right. Damiano ding, ding, Kunigo. Ding, 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 ding. Wait, it's What about Mikel Scarponi? Oh, no, he is. He's a, that, oh, my God, he's in Astana. Astana he's in Astana yeah. for two seasons. Damn, see, all of a sudden, I'm like, Nibali has an amazing team, too. Wow, isn't it weird that I made a reference of Dennis Menchoff winning when he won that last thing? That was 2009. Good Lord. That's like it was just yesterday. That is unbelievable. I thought earlier today, I was like, well, Nairo didn't win. Uh, Nairo uh, won last year, but he's not going to be in this year. So, Valverde will probably have number one. That's my, my, that's how I, that's, I'm an idiot. I'm an, I totally. Oh, Lord, Scarponi won the Giro. That's right. Yeah. Nico Landa came in third last year. Yep. So, yeah, I think I feel good about Landa. So, let's recap and finish this shit. But I'll just say this. Oh, boy. Nico Landa's not in Astana anymore. Right. Just, I'm just. So, you're saying okay. that maybe the, the, in Sky, they may not have the same nutritional products? That they had in a style. Oh, they probably do too. No, what I'm saying is, I'm sure they like, do. what they happened with better. Astana last year at the Giro, they could make, like, a Marvel Comics movie out of because they became, like, mutant like. Yeah. That movie would probably not do very well. Mutants that are cyclists, but sure, yeah, they make right. it. I mean, they've made it. Horrible movies in the past. Horrendous movies in the past. <clears throat> Fantastic Four. So we have uh, Natalia had Uran and Nibali. Klaus had Uran, Nibali. Mike had Nibali, Nibali, and I have Uran, Landa. Um, guys, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Anything else that you guys might want to say? No, I think we talked for like an hour and a half, so. But I don't Oof. know how much of that is actually going to make it onto the, <laughs> onto the podcast so that people know how much editing there is. You're missing a whole bunch of stuff. We're actually eventually going to release 100 episode chunks, like 100 episodes in one in one DVD. It's 100 episodes, like uncut. Could we have the commentary so it's us talking, talking about, about it? Us talking, absolutely. <laughs> Let me say, like, oh, I remember when Mike said that. Mike was <laughs> real funny that day. <laughs> It'll be. It's gonna be the best thing ever, guys. It was a pleasure as always. Thank you very very much. And to everybody out there listening, you can check out Klaus, AlpsAndies.com, and you can check out Mike, GageDeSoto.com, and you can follow me on Instagram at 
the Skull Crusher. Crusher with a oh, K. Speedmetalsaxon.com. And Klaus is entering Twitterverse? What? No, what? No, 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 no. <laughs> Sorry, I just forgot to say something. I'm going to be publishing uh, an interview that I did with Dayer Quintana where I asked him how come he was forced to become a cop if he was a cyclist, but he ended up as a cop in Colombia. We if you know, don't, don't know what I'm talking about, go check it out because it seriously happened. He was in a cycling team, and he was forced to become a police officer. Yep. Only in Colombia. Only in Colombia. Um, yeah, whatever. Come on, Mike. Now you got to say something because Klaus said that the, the Dyer Quintana was a cop not wanting to. Did you ask, did you realize halfway through the interview that he wasn't Nairo Quintana? <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. How do you make sure it was actually Dyer not Nairo? Yeah, how did you know? <laughs> Dyer does not look 23 years old. He looks 12. He looks much older. Oh, wait. <laughs> they both? Oh, wait. Which one looks older? That runs in the family. Dyer could almost be older. Oh. That's nuts. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, cycling, cycling, cycling. Bicycles, bicycles, bicycles. We're out of here. Peace. Good!